It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who's here, who's leaving, and who might be coming in to help the Washington Commanders secure their offensive line? Our first position group preview of the offseason coming up right now on this episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders and sign up today as an insider. You'll get news analysis, one-on-one conversations all of it via text message with me. No hashtags, no apps, no filters. You get bonus content like weekly command huddles. In fact, this week, we're not going to have a mailbag episode. So the only mailbag episode will be going out to the insiders in that Saturday command huddle as we do every week. You also get live texts from practices, press conferences, games, the whole nine yards. The scouting combine is coming up. I'll be there all week long in Indianapolis texting my insiders from there. And you get to help me determine the flow of this show. Today's offensive line preview episode was voted on by the insiders. Offensive line was picked to be the first position preview of the offseason. So lots of stuff going on. Again, join subtext.com slash locked on commanders to text me today. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's fan nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, Every day, as I appreciate your continued support for the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create your account, use the promo code Locked On to get twenty dollars off your first purchase. On today's episode, like I just kind of mentioned, we are going to dive into the offensive line where it needs to get better, including looking at possible free agents and draft prospects who could be targets for the Commanders this offseason. But first, to get to where we're going, we got to start with where we are, and we're going to start by looking at who is already on the roster heading into the twenty twenty four. Offseason and looking at the current group of guys on the roster for 2024 year tackles. And listen, before we get into this, just want to make sure you understand I'm listing these players based on how they're identified on the Washington Commanders website. That's how they list them. So that's how we're listening here. So when I say Sam Cosme tackle, I know he played guards last year. He is listed right now on the Washington Commanders website. In fact, I literally just paused this recording to go back to make sure myself. Okay, so Sam Cosme listed as a tackle on the Washington Commanders website. Don't shoot the messenger. That's what he's listed as. But either way, Sam Cosme is on the 2024 roster, right? Trent Scott, Charles Leno Jr., Andrew Wiley is actually listed as a guard slash tackle. And look, you can read into that as much as you want to. I don't know how much you should read into it, uh, if at all, but. Pretty sure Sam Cosme was listed as a guard all last season. Don't quote me on that because I didn't make a habit of checking the Washington Commanders online roster, but that is what it is. Uh, guards, Chris Paul, Julian Good-Jones, centers, Ricky Stromberg, Nick Gates, and then Braden Daniels is listed as an offensive lineman uh, alone. He does not given a guard or tackle or center uh, designation, which actually kind of makes me happy if it is something that has changed since his new coaching staff has come in because every day, as you already know this, I've been screaming, Brain Daniels is not a tackle, bro. Brain Daniels is a guard. So hopefully, uh, maybe this new coaching staff goes ahead and does that. 
makes him a guard. So that leaves unsigned for the 2024 season. Tackles Alex Akimbulu, who is an exclusive exclusive rights free agent this coming season, which means if they want to, they are the only team that can sign him, that can negotiate with him. Therefore, basically, they just have control over Alex Akimbulu's future if they want it. So a lot of times you typically see teams bring those guys back. Uh, I would personally love to see Alex Akimbulu come back. He's got a lot of potential uh, and all those kinds of things. Cornelius Lucas also unsigned for 2024 right now. Guards Sadiq Charles and Mason Brooks are unsigned. Centers Tyler Larson and Nolan Laufenberg. Nolan Laufenberg, you might remember uh, the the Air Force uh, player who was actually a guard and got transitioned, cross-trained into being a center during last year's training camp, was off the team for a little while, brought back or, uh, you know during the season and then stuck through uh, to the end of the year. Mason Brooks, interestingly enough, was actually offered a futures contract by the Washington Commanders, uh, declined that futures contract with them. Doesn't mean he's not necessarily coming back, but basically just exploring his options. And, and those options do potentially include coming back to Washington. But when you look at the breakdown here, Sam Cosme is due $2.1 million against the cap this year. Trent Scott's accounting for $1.4 million. Charles Leno Jr., $15.5 million. Andrew Wiley, $9.4 million. Chris Paul, $1 million. Julian Good-Jones, nine nine hundred fifteen thousand. Ricky Stromberg, 1.2 million. Nick Gates, 5.2 million. Braden Daniels, 938,000. Uh, and they account for roughly $37.8 million of the salary cap currently. And in the NFL for 2024, that is the 22nd ranked uh, cap dispersion for the offensive line. So 21 other teams in the National Football League are currently set to spend more on their offensive line than the Washington Commanders. Now, that number could actually go down. Certainly, could go up, right? Because you look at that, you only have nine players total in this group. Typically, your active roster, you're carrying about 10, sometimes 11 active offensive linemen. So you don't even have enough with the current with the current players set, set to be on the roster in 2024. The Washington Commanders don't even have enough players right now to field their offensive line on their active roster, let alone practice squad and and allocating for injuries and, and all those kinds of things. So certainly you're going to see some additions. We'll talk about where some of those additions could come from soon. So that money's going to go up, but that also that money could also go down. And that's where we have some cut candidates come in here. And for me, the cut candidates are listed as offensive tackle, Charles Leno Jr., guard tackle, Andrew Wiley and center Nick Gates. And I think most people I have kind of talked about these look center Nick Gates. Uh, he only say he actually doesn't save the Washington commanders any money. He's owed $5.2 million. Uh, against the salary cap, but his dead cap number is $5.3 million. Therefore, the Washington Bears actually lose $100,000 in cap space if they release him. Uh, there is some a predominant thought that potentially uh, he's not going to be on the roster anymore following this for following this last season. was brought in to be the center, uh, wanted to be the center, came in from the New York Giants, started the season as a starting center. Eventually, he was pulled and benched for Tyler Larson and uh, didn't really get back in until, you know, I think it was injuries or, or just just uh, the, the second teamers getting more reps. I put him back in there. Nick finished uh, last year 17th out of 32 qualifying centers in total blown block percentage. Uh, so 17th is probably actually not as bad as some of you out there would assume. Uh, 12th in blown pass block percentage, 27th in blown run block percentage. So really, he was he was worse in his run blocking. Uh, according to blown block percentages. And certainly there's some other metrics in there, but that's going to be a metric that you're going to hear a lot here in this episode is the blown block uh, percentage by Sports Info uh, Solutions. And then uh, Andrew Wiley saves the Washington Commanders if they remove on from him. They, he saves them $1.6 million against the cap. Again, he's owed $9.4 million, but his dead cap number is $7.8 million. The cuts into the savings a little bit. Uh, out of 64 qualifying guards or tackles, well, tackles for Andrew Wiley because that's what he was last year, uh, Andrew finished 40th in total blown block percentage, 
39th in blown pass block percentages, 32nd in blown run block percentages. So again, half or, or you know, 50% or worse uh, than everybody else in the NFL. And Charles Leno Jr. as well uh, finished in the back half of that group. Again, 64 qualifying offense tackles in the NFL because we're counting for left and right tackles, two per team, 32 uh, teams. So 32 times two, 64, right? So Charles Leno among those 64 tackles finished 44th in total blown block percentage, 41st in blown pass block percentage, and 41st in blown run block percentage finished with actually a worse blown block blown block percentage than Andrew Wiley did among tackles uh, as well. And he saves the Washington Commanders $7.2 million. If they decide to move on from him, he is owed 15.5 against the salary cap 7.2 or $8.2 million. Sorry, is the dead cap figure, meaning $7.2 million. If they do move on from those three players. And again, that's not a report. It's just kind of a speculation. Honestly, I mean, those guys are kind of the bigger ones, right? Technically, they can move on from a lot of these guys and be able to afford it because of how much cap space they entered the offseason with. But if they just remove those three players, uh, they would save $8.7 million against the salary cap. They would up their number, their projected number, I should say, to $92.3 million. Uh, and that would drop their 2024 cap sp- uh, spend, spend, spend expenditures on the offensive line to $29.1 million, which would rank them. 24th in the NFL uh, after making these moves. And as it pertains to spending on the offensive line in the National Football League, the lowest spending playoff team in 2023 was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they only spent $13.4 million on their offensive line, yet they still made the playoffs. Uh, That was actually 32nd in the NFL. The most spending on an offensive line by a 2023 playoff team, the Detroit Lions, who spent $50.6 million on their offensive line, tops in the NFL. So the number one team, the number 32nd team in offensive line spending last year, both made the playoffs. So the amount you're spending doesn't necessarily correlate to uh, whether or not your offensive line is any good projected 2024 top O-line spender right now is the New Orleans Saints who currently have $79.6 million in cap space allocated to the offensive line. The lowest 2024 spender right now, $10.5 million allocated by the Seattle Seahawks. So just some, some analytical or just some data there uh, for anybody who might Want it with only one or with only nine linemen again on the roster for 2024. So far, the commanders are going to have to add at least a handful of them. And that's if they don't move on from any of you. If you take that number from nine to six by releasing those three guys, you need even more. So we're going to dive into the free agency pool next. And we're going to look at some options that Washington could consider coming up in this offseason. That's next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. And Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. The next Wizards home game is February 25th against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And right now you can get tickets there for as low as $10 a piece. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Uh, lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation projection, protection, job loss protection. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create your account, use the promo code locked on. For $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create your account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's locked on. All one word for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Continuing on now, today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, first view today and every day, every day. Make sure you come back tomorrow. Insiders have voted that we are not going to have a mailbag tomorrow. We're going to do another position group preview, so we will have another position group coming up tomorrow. Every day, make sure you come back for that. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, so check out Locked On Sports today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Continuing our offensive line uh, preview, Offseason preview for the Washington Commanders. And now we're going to dive into uh, the free agency pool. We talked about the guys who were already signed for the roster, guys who were unsigned from last year who could be signed. And we also talked about some people who could be cut. And again, I've said it multiple times here on the show every day, or you're going to know that. But this team is literally just a blink of an eye away from having $100 million or north of $100 million in salary cap space. So there really is nothing that this team can't do from a strategic standpoint, if they want to pull it off. And uh, that includes dipping into the free agent pool uh, quite a bit if they really want to. I don't think I do. I, do, I would not expect this team to be below $50 million uh, after free agency, to be quite honest with you. So I don't think you're going to have like an $80 million spending spree by the Washington Commanders this offseason. But there are certainly some names that they can afford uh, to take a look at. And on the offensive line, we're going to start there. And I'm going to break this down by. Uh, the best option, the the an, an acceptable option is how I'm going to put it, and the gambling option, right? And this is just according to me, of course. If you have a different take on any of these guys or if you have a different best or a different acceptable player or a different gamble player, uh, by all means, share it in the YouTube comment section or insiders text me directly. Uh, so for starting with the tackles here, to me, when I look at the, the offensive tackles on the free agent market and I look at the Washington Commanders, I really think that Jonah Williams out of the Cincinnati Bengals uh, program is probably the best offensive tackle candidate to join this team via free agency. So his projected contractor, and, and these projections are all by uh, spot track, by the way. So projected contract here, you're looking at four years, $43.4 million, $10.8 million on average. That's about comparable to what Rob Havenstein is making uh, with the Los Angeles Rams right now. So if you can kind of envision that his pro football focus free agent comp, which I think is very interesting is Jawan James. And in 2019, Jawan James, signed a four-year $51 million contract that averaged $12.75 million per year. That's about $2 million a year more on average than what Jonah Williams is projected uh, to have. But, but Jonah Williams just spent this last season basically playing right tackle. So he was a left tackle when he came out of school uh, into the NFL, has moved to right tackle. And so I like that versatility. Did request a trade from the Cincinnati Bengals, but when it became evident that the Bengals were not going to honor that request, he went ahead, knuckled down, did the best he could for his team. So I think that shows a little bit of professional. He, he understands the business of things, but at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, he's going to do his job. Uh, so I think there's a little bit to be admired, at least uh, in there. So again, 64 offensive tackles in the NFL stacked up uh, according to snaps because 32 teams, two tackles per team. Uh, among those 64, Jonah Williams finished 42nd in overall blown block percentage, 
36th in the pass block, 37th in run block. So not great, right? Both all of all of those numbers are in the bottom half of offensive tackles. So obviously you want to see that get a little bit better. But he turns 27 in November, still young enough to make an impact. And, and again, with some good coaching, could certainly uh, become a contributor to the Washington Commanders, whether that's on the left side or, the, or on the right side. That's obviously up to the coaches. An acceptable tackle, and this is someone that insiders have brought up to me quite a bit here, Tyron Smith. Offensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Spot track projects him to get a one-year deal, $7.5 million. That's comparable to about what Andrew Wiley is making. He's making $8 million per year. Uh, And his PFF free agent comparison is Teron Armstead from 2022 when he signed a five-year, $75 million deal. That's averaging $15 million. So based on the grades comparisons, you're actually getting him for about half the cost. You're getting him for that because of his age. He turns 34 in December, so he's obviously older. He has had some injury issues. Um, but overall, when he's on the field, he is one of the best tackles in the NFL. Again, comparing him to the top 64 tackles in snaps uh, for 2023, he had the fourth best blown block percentage overall, the third best blown pass block percentage, and the 36th best blown run block percentage. So if you want to see that run block percentage get up there, uh, but other than that, he's not blowing a lot of blocks is, is basically uh, what what uh, that boils down to. Now, the biggest gamble here from the tackle class and free agent market is Makai Becton, former first round draft pick of the New York Jets. He's projected to sign a three year deal, thirty eight point nine million dollars. That's averaging right under thirteen million dollars a year. And that's actually comparable to the deal that Charles Leno signed when he first came and, and signed on with the Washington Commanders. Uh, his PFF free agent comp, Greg Robinson from twenty nineteen. When he signed a one-year $7 million deal, so you're getting him, it's going to cost you a little bit more than that. But Greg Robinson was also a little bit older uh, than Makai Becton, who turns 25 in April. Now, Makai, according to uh, his numbers, actually is, is a big risk. One, because you have had some injury situations with him. He was healthy this last year, but he has the second worst total blown block percentage of those 64 NFL tackles, third worst blown pass block percentage, and the 11th worst run block percentage. So personally for me, I'm going to pass on Makai Becton, uh, but I would not have a problem with Tyron Smith coming over. Would not would love to see Jonah Williams come over uh, as well in free agency if that's the way things go. And I've told you before, every day as you remember me saying this, the tackle class is not that strong to me in free agency. is not, at least not as strong as the interior offensive line. When we look there, the best option for guard to me is Kevin Dotson coming out of the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, program. His contract is going to be comparable to that of Brandon Scherf, who is, of course, in Jacksonville now after leaving Washington. Uh, you're looking right around $16.4 million on average. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean 16.4 off your 2024 cap. There's a lot of ways to manage that. But when you look at the top 64 guards, again, 32 teams, two guards per team, uh, Dotson was ninth best in total block blown block percentage, which means he's not, that's that's a good thing. The higher number is, is good, or in lower number, I should say. So number one is obviously the best. Uh, 11th in pass blocking um, and ninth in run blocking. So he's top 11 in blown block percentage means he's not blowing a lot of his own blocks. Turns 28 in September. So to me, Kevin Dodson is the crown jewel of that. Kevin Zeitler, the veteran from the Baltimore Ravens, he's acceptable to me. You're only going to get him on probably a two-year deal or so. Uh, His worst blown block percentage was his pass blocking percentage. He was 50th in blown uh, pass blocks. That's concerning, obviously. But seventh overall, eighth in run blocking. So you know he can do those kinds of things. And then the gamble to me is Robert Hunt, who actually might be the best of this group, other than the fact that he's he's gonna he's got some injury issues. He's first in total block uh, blown block percentage, first in pass blown block percentage, third in run blown block percentage. Um, so obviously 
amongst the guards, he's he's rating the best, right? Turns 28 in August, so he's certainly young enough, but he missed six games, really seven of them. He only played one snap in one game. So he really missed seven games in 2023, and he missed four in a row from weeks 13 to 16 with a hamstring injury or with a with a hamstring injury that he just could not seem uh, to shake, unfortunately. And when he came back from that four-game stretch, his final two games of the season, which was the last regular season game of the year and the playoff game that the Miami Dolphins lost, those were his worst-graded games of the second half of the year. So a little bit of concern there. Again, there's a lot of time and everything, and, and certainly his rankings uh, you know, make it make it a, a solid gamble. You look at that, even the guy who's a gamble on this list is, is solid. So I think if you sign at least one interior offensive lineman from that group, you're looking pretty solid in centers. I think the best center available in free agency this year is going to be Andre James from the Las Vegas Raiders. You're looking at paying him about $6 million a year on average uh, among the top 32 centers. So we only have the 32 because one per, right? He was 11th in total blown block percentage, 7th in pass, 22nd run. So again, you want to see that run get better, but even 22nd, you can kind of live uh, with that. I think when you look back at Nick Gates, you know, so we're talking about this guy being 22nd, Nick Gates was 27th. So you're you're still getting better at least in that. And if he can get better total uh, with some coaching and some scheme things and all that stuff, then you're, you're cooking even better. Turns 27 in May, so he's plenty young enough. Uh, an acceptable option, Lloyd Cushenberry, the third out of the Denver Broncos, uh, coming off the Denver Broncos roster. You're going to pay him about $11 million per year, according to Spot Track. And among the top 32 offensive centers, 15th in total blown block percentage, 11th in pass, 20th in run. So uh, very similar to what we just saw with Andre James, but Andre James a little bit better. Both of them will turn 27 this year. The gamble is Connor Williams, who, again, is actually the best according to his ranking amongst his peers. His total blown block percentage is eighth overall, 16th pass, sixth in run. But the problem is he tore his ACL in December. You're probably looking at paying him about $13.5 million. Uh, the free agent comp, the PFF game was Evan Smith, who made $3.5 million. The torn ACL really jacks things up, guys, for Connor Williams. I feel like he's a guy who's probably going to have to take a one or two year deal. Uh, and, you know, he's not going to be back for a while. So that really makes it complicated. But decent options out there for the Washington Commanders to address their offensive line again. I personally think the interior offensive line is where you're better off spending your money and then probably aim for tackles in the draft. Of course, free agency is only one way the commanders could look for offensive line help. The NFL draft represents their third crack. Talking about the guys they already have and retain, free agency, and then the draft. We'll take a look at that next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by FanDuel, who wants you to get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel. America's number one sports book and official sports book partner of the NBA. Because right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 bucks if your bet wins. We are in the midst of the all-star break right now. But when we resume regular season play, the Washington Wizards will be on the road to face the Denver Nuggets. And they will be 16-point underdogs when they do so. So you might feel a little bit bold and feel like that spread is a little too high. Maybe the commanders only, or the commanders, the Wizards only lose by 15 or 14 and cover that spread. Who knows? If you want to go straight to the NBA finals, the Boston Celtics are favored in the East. Those same Nuggets are favored in the West. But all your favorite NBA players and teams are out there doing things, doing things that you can bet on. You got quick bets. You got live same game parlays. That's my favorite exclusive props and more. So go to go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Commanders, talking about the offensive line, our first position group preview of the year. We talked about the guys that are already on the roster, guys who could come back, guys who could be cut. And we also went over uh, some free agents from the upcoming offseason class of free agents. Now we're going to hit the NFL draft. Of course, the NFL draft comes up in April. Scouting combine is going on next week. We're going to be looking at a lot of these guys and we're going to break this down by day one, day two, day three. Same thing. We're talking tackles, guards, centers, but from each day of the NFL draft, starting with tackles. And when you look at the day one tackle that we're going to talk about here, and again, there's going to be multiple potential uh, players taken on each day, but day one tackle we're going to talk about is the number one guy. That's Joe Alt out of Notre Dame right now for a while. It was Olu Fashanu out of Penn State, but right now, Joe Alt is the number one offensive tackle, not only on PFF, but also on Daniel Jeremiah's list uh, from NFL.com. Six foot eight, 322 pounds. He turns 21 in February. He's got 2,178 snaps at left tackle. And if you draft Joe Alt, that is where you are drafting him to play. Uh, he's got grades of 90 or more in both 2022 and 2023 while doing so. If the commanders don't grab a tackle in the first round, and that's going to be early in the first round, they're going after Joe Alt. You've also got a day two prospect and Patrick Paul. He plays for the Houston Cougars or is coming out of the Houston Cougars program. Number 83 on PFS list of current ranking six foot seven, 315 pounds. He turns 24 in November. He's played over 2,600 snaps at left tackle. So you got a lot of experience coming out there. He really impressed at the senior bowl. A lot of people came away from mobile. Really happy with what he did. And, of course, he is the brother of Commander's guard, Chris Paul. So the connection you have there on day three. I'm looking at a guy like Jalen Sundell, North Dakota State University, number 171 on the PFF list, six foot five, 300 bucks. Very good mover. 865 snaps at left tackle in 2023 with an 82 overall grade. But he's at over 800 snaps at center uh, with 76 or above grades in 21 and 22. So this is a versatile guy who can play inside or out. You like that versatility. You don't like the lack of experience as much. But when you're talking about a day three guy, I think you do a lot worse than Jalen Sundell. was a freshman in 2018. So he's about 24, 25, somewhere around there. Does have an invite to the NFL scouting combine. So we will get to watch him and talk to him down there or over there in Indianapolis. Moving now to the guards, day one guard. Uh, I don't know that we're actually going to get a day one guard drafted, but if we do, it's probably going to be Graham Barton who played tackle at Duke, but he's going to move inside in the NFL. Number 28 on the PFF list. He's Daniel Jeremiah's 33rd ranked player uh, due to 6'5", 314 pounds, turned 22 in June. Uh, again, over 2,100 snaps at left tackle in college but he is going to work inside was praised a lot in Duke uh, while he was at Duke for his work ethic. Uh, so that's obviously something that will appeal to a lot of NFL teams as they transition him to the inside of their offensive line. Day two guy we're looking at is Christian Haynes out of UConn, number 64 on the PFF list, six foot two, 313 pounds. He is from Bowie, Maryland. So a local product, a local kid possibility to bring him back home. Uh, in the second or third round there. UConn, uh, he's been at UConn since 2018. So again, a little bit of an older prospect, but he has 2,400 plus snaps at right guard. That's uh, that's a lot of experience at right guard. Day three guy, Zach Zinter out of Michigan, who if it wasn't for a broken leg, would probably go a little bit higher than he's going to go this April. Uh, but currently he's number 152 on PFS list of ranking six foot six. 322 pounds. This is a big, big dude. 2,300 snaps at right guard for the Wolverines. Broke his leg against Ohio State. But in a recent interview, he says that he will be ready 
by rookie minicamp. So he's not going to work out at the scouting combine, not going to do a pro day. But so you're going to have to do a lot about his mentality and all that stuff, rely on the tape. Uh, but then he says he'll be ready by rookie minicamp to be full go. So hopefully he can meet uh, that goal no matter who he's playing for. Looking at centers now, day one guy, Jackson Powers Johnson out of Oregon. He's the number one center according to PFF. And according to Daniel Jeremiah, PFF has him ranked 17th overall. DJ has him ranked 35th overall. Jackson Powers Johnson, six foot three, 320 pounds, has 893 career snaps at center, 457 career snaps at guard playing for Oregon. So again, a little bit of Ricky Stromberg-like versatility there uh, that you kind of like. If you want more experience, then you look at day two, early day two, I would say. Zach Frazier out of West Virginia could potentially even sneak into the back end of round one. So we're getting a little bit of bold here, calling him day two. With the process, but the process still having to go on, so we'll see where he goes. Number thirty-four on PFF's list, thirty-seven on Daniel Jeremiah's list, six foot three, three hundred and ten pounds. He's got over twenty-five hundred snaps at center, playing for the West Virginia Mountaineers, seventy-four or better grades in all three years playing college football uh, as a center. Day three, we're going back to Michigan. We're looking at Drake Nugent. He's the one hundred sixtieth ranked player on PFF's list, six foot two, three hundred one pounds. 2,400 snaps at center, so again, a lot of experience. And I mean, a lot of people called Michigan the best offensive line in college football last year. He was at the center of it. He was the anchor of it. He's a Stanford transfer, so you know he's a smart dude. Uh, And also his father, Terry Nugent, played in the NFL. So if you're into uh, that kind of pedigree thing, you get that here with Drake Nugent. So that's our draft prospect looks. We're going to be in Indianapolis next week to check out all of these guys. Uh, Let me know who your favorites are. Let me know if there's any... Others that you like that I did not put on this list. Again, we can't get everybody. We got nine dudes here, uh, but we can't get every offensive lineman on the list. So that's our offensive line position preview for this offseason. Again, as we get deeper into the offseason, we'll start doing deeper profiles. I do have a plan to do like a, an episode where segment one is going to be a deep dive on one specific player, segment two, another, segment three, another, things like that. But this is a group preview, so we're just kind of giving you a bird's eye view of the entire picture. Coming up tomorrow, we will have another position group preview. I don't know what it is yet. The insiders are going to vote. They're going to tell me what they want, and we'll be here for you dropping that on Wednesday so you can check that out. In the meantime, if you got questions or comments, throw them in the YouTube comment section or text me if you're a Locked Insider. If you're not a Locked On Commanders Insider, go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders and text me today. Don't forget to check out Locked On Sports Today, the first ever 24-7 streaming sports channel on YouTube. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day, every day. Thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind. See you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast Free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.